right, you're listening to Jen Follows, a podcast where I interview the people who I follow on Instagram. I'm very excited to be speaking to Ross Hull. He's a meteorologist at Global News, and I follow him for a little bit of a different reason, but we'll get into that. Hey, Ross. Hey, Jen. Thanks for following me, and uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on, on here. This is great. I followed you all the way to your workplace. You did, yes. <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah, so... <laughs> We're actually in, um, what's this room called? This is our weather center right here at Global. So it's where we build our graphics. We sometimes do hits from here as well, okay. uh, television segments. And we have a camera in here. So this is where all the weather magic happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, unlike a lot of people, I really enjoy speaking about the weather. Um, right. I, I find a lot of people think that's like small talk, it's filler. Right. I love it. I love finding out what the weather's going to be in different parts of the world or country. Yeah. Well, I mean, it certainly is an obsession with Canadians because obviously weather can be so different and depending on when it is and where you are. Uh, I enjoy it too. I mean, I definitely can make small talk. That's <laughs> one part of being a meteorologist is you can definitely talk about the weather if that's considered small talk. But I can go much deeper into things too because I, I actually did study... Uh, whether I went to college for it. Uh, so it's, uh, it is a passion of mine, and I obviously use that every day. I want to come back to the weather, but as I said, I started following you not because you are a meteorologist, but because I was a huge fan of Are You Afraid of the Dark and Student Bodies as a kid. Yes. Um, I am actually going to ask you, can I be an honorary member of the Midnight Society? You can. I mean, I think uh, it sounds like you're a good storyteller. So, uh, you know, how scared do you get scared easily? I guess it's one of the questions. You don't. No. Okay. So that's, that's good. Because right. if you're sitting in the woods and surrounded by people who are telling scary stories, it's, it's good not to get scared too easily. So, yes. But yes, I, I'll, I will induct you, although I'm kind of an honorary member myself. So we'd have to check in with, with the new cast, which uh, is a whole other thing, because obviously there's been a reboot of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I don't know if you saw that. Did you see it? Or I have seen it. Funny enough, I've seen it advertised on Instagram, and I've seen okay. a lot of posts about right. it, but I have not watched any of yet. the new episodes. I, okay. I am a little bit afraid. You're afraid of seeing the reboot of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I am too, actually. I've seen, I've seen a lot of clips from it. I actually went out to talk to the cast, the new cast in Vancouver for ET Canada. And you have an ET Canada connection too because you were actually an intern with ET Canada. Probably, it's right? true, in this yes, very building. In this very building. <laughs> but, so we digress. But um, yeah, so I, I've, I've talked to some of the cast and I've, I've talked to some of the people who put it together, but I actually haven't sat down and seen the whole thing yet. So, so that's, that, that's both should, of us. Yes, we maybe should, we should uh, try to do that after this. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or get a, like a guest appearance <laughs> yeah, there that yes. we probably, I don't know, they're probably like two, like, I don't. I was gonna say old, but we're not old. It's <laughs> okay. You can call me old. Not you. Like, I was saying us, us as a team. It was a long time ago. I guess you can say. Um, but yeah, I know there were some questions as to uh, whether I, you know, any of the original cast mm -hmm. would be involved in the reboot, and the way it worked out is uh, that wasn't the case. Like right. no one was involved, even creatively, they didn't involve anyone. Um, but who knows? Who knows where it's gonna go next? And student bodies loved yes. student bodies, except I remember. A neighbor was babysitting me, and I watched student, uh, student bodies the entire day. And then she told my mom it was inappropriate for someone oh, my age. But and how it, old were you at the time? Probably ten. Okay. I don't think. Yeah, it no, was. that's interesting because I think student bodies did kind of change. Like the first year, for our first season was aimed at like a younger demographic, and we kind of we changed our theme song, 
and we were trying to be, not trying to be, but I think they wanted to be more an older, reach out to an older audience. We had sort of a Friends type of theme song. I don't know if you remember that. So some of the stuff we dealt with in that show was mm. kind of skewed older, which I'm proud of, because I think we, we tried to you know, tackle some issues that other shows of that genre didn't really, mm-hmm. didn't really try to tackle, like alcoholism. Uh, we dealt with sexuality as yeah. well. Uh, so there was some stuff there that was, uh, I think, was a little ahead of its time. TV in that era, I guess it's just because when I grew up and it's like really close, yes. I hold it very near and yeah. dear to my heart. I just really thought TV was great. Breaker High was on around uh, that yeah, same time. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could talk about that forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was a time too when, um, you know, there was less content out there now we're just bombarded with so many options when it comes to what we want to watch or stream or anything like that and back then there was a more limited amount and i think we all kind of in you know took in that content in like a group context a lot of the time like with are you afraid of the dark i know there were viewing parties i hear all about these parties that you know kids used to gather at and try to you know scare each other watching the show so it was a whole experience right and not that that doesn't happen now uh, when we stream or watch TV, but uh, it seems different. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I used to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark with the blanket. <laughs> I wasn't even watching. The blanket was right. over my head really? and I was listening. And then okay. I would peer out from behind the covers <laughs> just to like get a I thought, I thought you weren't scared of anything. Well, now I'm not. <laughs> okay. All right. Are You Afraid of the Dark trained you not to be afraid of anything. Exactly. Right? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we go from you being an actor... Um, as a teen, you were a teen? In well, it's funny. I mean, I started acting when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. I did commercials. My first Duncan Hines commercial was like at eight years old. Uh, but when I started shooting uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, I was actually 18. So, yeah, yeah, still a kid, but playing someone who was younger. I think we were supposed to be like 12 or 13 right. or something like that. And when I started Student Bodies, I was supposed to be high school age, and I was already 20 at that point. So okay. I always kind of played younger. Uh, so it was an opportunity to go back to high school in my 20s, basically. So, yeah. What was that like for you, playing a high school student in your 20s? Uh, well, one would argue that I was still pretty immature at that point, <laughs> too. Um, but it was, you know what, it was a lot of fun because we literally were back in high school. We actually shot in a high school in Montreal. They, uh, it was this abandoned high school that they turned into studios. And uh, the cast, we all were, our dressing rooms were in classrooms. We didn't have, like, massive Winnebago's outside. So... It, it brought us together, and we really bonded as a cast, I think, which, which helped the show. Uh, but, you know, then when you're really close with people and you're in a high-pressure environment, sometimes you tend to, you know, kind of have some fun. And, yeah. And, and we did that, for sure. So we kind of went back to our high school roots a little bit. Do you still talk to anyone from the cast? I do. I, I talk to uh, people from Are You Afraid of the Dark, cast members from Are You Afraid of the Dark, Daniel DeSanto, mm-hmm. especially, who played my brother, Tucker, in that show. And uh, keep in touch with a lot of people from uh, student bodies. Mark Taylor, Jamie Elman, Katie uh, McKinnich, um, or Mackinich, I think she would prefer me to say. Uh, and we just re- we had a reunion a couple years ago, actually, uh, of the entire cast for the 20th, I think it was, 20th. I can't lost track of how long it's been. I think it was our 25th. Wow. 20th, I think. 20th, 20th okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the tw- I guess the 20-year reunion of when it kind of, when the show ended, on on uh, on various networks here in Canada, so uh, yeah, so that was great. I, I do keep in touch to make that a short story, <laughs> a long story, whatever. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I yeah. can imagine the reunion being so. It's like a high school reunion on steroids. Like, 
It was yeah. like he went through high school yeah. with them, but on a different level. Yeah, exactly. And we actually did have a reunion episode. I don't know if you remember that no. episode where we all show up like it's a dream sequence I think or I don't know I don't remember the exact way it's presented but we all see ourselves like you know 20 years later and some of it's not very pretty literally (laughs) uh so um so anyway but you know I think it was it was almost as if we we had been hanging out for the last 20 years it it was kind of we picked up from from that point because we're all you know we've all moved on with our Mm -hmm. lives obviously but we still have that connection to that show You mentioned that um, TV now is not the same as it used to be. We have streaming services. We're bombarded by by content. What are you watching? What grabs your attention? Well, I, of course, have to say I watch Global all the time. Yep. (laughs) Besides Global, um, you know, I I stream a lot of different uh, uh, things. I mean, actually, uh, something that is available on through a Shaw product called the Free Range app uh, has a lot of the Crave content. So you get to see a lot of the HBO content on there. Um, so I don't know if you saw the recent uh, Chernobyl uh, series. They I did. didn't, but I've heard amazing it things. It's pretty good. Like that was yeah. that was really I thought good TV. And I think you might be just a tad young to have experience, like to be. Right. I was a kid when it happened, mm-hmm. and I remember all these things about it. And then to actually see this this you know this the series go in depth with what happened with that. Um, but not all that, that's pretty serious. But I you know I, I enjoy all kinds of stuff. Um, it's hard sometimes when you see something you like because you get it, you know, you do try to, you know, uh, watch a lot of it at once yep. and it kind of takes up your time. But, um, but yeah, there's a variety of things that I, I watch. I often say I have to book time in my calendar if I want to watch a series. I know. And I do, like, I tend to binge. Like, it's just, you know, it's one of those things where you just want to see what happens. Um, like, I was late on the Breaking Bad thing, like okay. party. Uh, so I watched, like, I think, the entire like how many seasons was it five five it was five, five i seasons. believe yeah so i watched the entire five seasons in like i think a week or something. no stop and i re-watched <laughs> it all as well like a, like six or seven months later i watched the entire thing again so so five seasons in a week how many hours each day were you putting <laughs> okay maybe i'm exaggerating that? slightly i don't want i don't want people listening my employers <laughs> to hear that that's all I do. yeah they'd be like, what were you doing at the weather <laughs> center ross um but no maybe it was like a week and a half i think i had some time off i think yeah. i was either sick or i called in sick for a few couple days or I, I had some time off right yeah and i just like i don't know that was one of those shows that i don't know what your take is on it but loved it, just it. draws you in and it's like you, you want to see what you have to see what happens, right? So I honestly yeah. think that's probably one of my favorite shows of Same all here. time. Same here. Did you watch the uh, follow up to the movie? I did. I did not. Oh, you haven't seen that yet? No. Okay. What was your. Uh, should well, I watch spoiler it? Spoiler alert? Yeah, yeah, tell me. Uh, no, I mean, because it, it basically follows Jesse's right? arc. And I thought it was great. I think there's some cameos that mm-hmm. you'll appreciate from, from the original okay. show. And I thought it was quite well done. I think that. People, you know, I think there was a question as to whether this would happen or not, and I'm glad they did it because mm-hmm. I think they're, you know, fans were left with kind of a lot of unanswered questions, and I think it gives an opportunity to delve back into Jesse's past yeah. and you know where he goes as well. So, any shows that you really loved but hated the ending? Oh, that's a great question. I uh, can't think of anything right now. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I think everyone makes a big deal out of the Seinfeld ending right like yeah yep satisfied with it or i mean i don't i, I, I don't know it's just uh, i think with something like seinfeld it's just like you you go to love it and then it's like how do you really end i know that's how the do thing. you end how do you, how do you end something mm. i mean i think that's what's 
I mean, maybe what's changed a little bit in TV is that it's less formulaic now. Yeah. Like you can, I mean, uh, Game of Thrones is an example of like killing off the characters that you know you just don't know who's going to die from right. one week to the next. Whereas maybe they wouldn't have done that 10, 15, 20 right. years ago because they were afraid of people not, you know, losing that character and losing the path of the show. So, um, yeah, speaking of ending, Game of Thrones, that was, you know, that, that was one of those shows that I felt like the real, um, like the, the battle episode was kind of like the crescendo of that show. You know? Yeah. Like, and then after it, it was kind of not a letdown, but again how do you it was end? like yeah it was yeah i know what you mean yes. it climaxed the cli- climax yeah. that, that battle i mean right. how can you it, it's going to be hard to kind of pick up from that right yeah. so um but yeah that's another one show that i really love as well i know we've been talking a lot about tv <laughs> and acting um is that is that still something that you would like to get into or is that something you're still exploring yeah, well, I, or? I did like i've done some guest spots when i can with my mm-hmm. schedule at global um uh, Dark Matter is one show. I don't know if you've heard of that I show. I have not. I was a uh, Galactic News Network anchor. I love which it. Which was uh, <laughs> you know, quite the experience. And a couple of the writers who um, were on Student Bodies, actually, uh, Joe and Paul, uh, uh, they actually were on that show, and they asked me to audition for this role, and I guess knowing them maybe helped a little bit. Uh, so that you know, doing stuff like that is fun. Um, I still, like, I do weather here, obviously, but I do produce uh, content as well. We're working on a series called Top Dog right now. We've got a lot of dog talent uh, at Global. So we're doing, like, a, Mike Arsenault and, uh, and I, uh, one of my colleagues here, we're doing, like, a, uh, basically, like, a survivor, but, like, you put dogs and their owners into the whole mix. So uh, it's, like, it, so that's what, it's something I'm working on. So I, I do, uh, still do a variety of things. I saw some dog bowls in this yes, room, Yes, well, there's actually. Storm the Weather Dog, who uh, is Anthony Farnell's yes. dog. Uh, he's he's uh, oftentimes around. He's not around right now. But I've also got a couple of dogs, and uh, Jen Valentine, who does our morning show, she's got a dog, and Mike Arsenal does too. So uh, the dogs uh, often roam these, uh, these halls. I would like to hear more about Top Dog, though, because <laughs> <laughs> Survivor for Dogs and Their Owners, you can't leave it at that. Well, yeah, maybe I, I'm... It's not quite like we don't quite go to some of the lengths like, that you can see in Survivor, but you know, we our first episode is an agility course, so we had our dogs go through the agility course, and you know, all the we're basically all the dogs are over two years old, so they're not puppies and they're not trained per se. So it's like that challenge of the people and like you know, and, and there's some some interesting uh, interactions between all of us as well. We're not embarrassed or shy to, you know, put each other down sometimes or to, you know, to, to rib each other. So uh, so that's the first episode. The second episode has to be, um, we have to do like a segment with our pets mm-hmm. and that's going to be judged by one of our, our talent here and uh, a dog trainer. And the third episode is going to be like a pageant. So we have to like dress up, uh, like coordinate a dress up <laughs> with our dogs. And so anyway, it's, uh, it's definitely interesting. And, and, you know, people love this stuff. Like anytime... We have our dogs on 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 our our newscasts, or people just eat up that stuff. So that's why we figured we would uh, we would go to the dogs, literally. <laughs>
I love this. So this is not on the air right now. No, it, we're, 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 we shot our first episode. We're shooting our, our second and third episodes in, in a, over a couple weeks, and it's going to be launched in January, February. So uh, I'll let you know. Uh, I'll give you an update on when it's going to be out. I can't wait. <laughs> this is the most exciting thing that I've heard all day. So you all, like dogs. All day. I love oh, dogs. I love right. dogs. Okay. okay. Right. Well, you, ha- you need to follow the Canadian bros then. Okay. They're, they're the two huskies that I, uh, I'm basically a, uh, well, I'm a dog daddy to these, yeah. these, these huskies. And, um, and yeah, they're, they're, they've got more Instagram followers than I think the both, uh, both of us combined. Will they be on the podcast? They are. One of them is. Because I couldn't have both. Right. Okay. that broke the rules. Okay. But I, Louis, who's one of them, mm-hmm. um, he is, uh, he will be, he's part of the competition. So That's amazing. Will yes. they be on my podcast? Sure, they'd love to be on your podcast. I don't know how well, how far we'd get. We have to get the dog translator from up, and uh, I feel like we could do this. I feel <laughs> I feel like we could do this. All right, yeah. so the Canadian Bros. Yes, I'm going to follow At them. Canadian Bros. Yes. Do Instagram. you do you manage their Instagram account? No, I don't. Um, okay. Their owner, one of their owners, Rodson, mm-hmm. does, and uh, he loves doing that stuff. And um, but uh, I do definitely enjoy, you know. Yeah pictures with them and uh, we travel together we go up to the cottage together they they love cold weather but they also they love you know just hiking in general so mm-hmm. um, yeah I love I love the energy that dogs bring you know it's 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 like a calming uh, and it's such a great connection when you can take your pets and hang out at work or you mm-hmm. know, do stuff with them it really is therapeutic I know that there are pe- mainly people who don't have dogs don't really understand right, right. Um, the relationship that people have with their dogs, but it really is like a real. Um, it doesn't matter what's happened in the day or yes. or what's going on for you. It's like a real calming, like you yeah. said. Um, I mean, environment. depending on the dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, some of the dogs you'll see, like Mike Arsenault's dog Cookie, is quite the character. But I mean, I think that's that also. Like, even if a dog can be excitable sometimes, that becomes part of the, you know, the uh, the connection you have with that dog too, right? right? Um, but yeah, when I have the dogs around my place, and especially now, um, well, I know we don't want to date this necessarily, but around holiday season, um, it's nice to, you know, around the Christmas tree, you have the dogs and you're just chilling and no, it's, it is, uh, it is a nice thing, but you know, some people are allergic or some people right. are afraid of dogs yeah. too. Like, I mean that you certainly encounter that if you have a dog, because, you know, even though your dog is nowhere near looking vicious, people still like back off and everything. So, yeah. Um, do you... When people want to pet your dog and play right. with your dog, I've, I've often heard people say, you know, it's also, it's like someone saying, can I touch your kid? Do you feel like that? <laughs> well, I, I've had, like, these dogs are great with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, when it comes to other dogs, Jasper is the, uh, is the quieter one. Sorry, I'm just checking to make sure everything is fine with work. Uh, <laughs> That's <laughs> I just okay. got an email <laughs> notification. Um, so Jasper is a little, he's shyer with other dogs, and he's not so great with other dogs when he's on lead. He's on leash. Louis is like totally, you know, Mr. Personality with people and with other dogs. So it all depends, right? I mean, sometimes if a dog owner, like we've done some dog shows with, like we've done pet expos with the dogs. And sometimes, you know, dog owners will just like come in and meet you and they won't like, they'll just bring their dog in and, and they don't realize that maybe another dog isn't great with that. Right. You know, so that's the kind of situation where I'll say, listen, sorry, he's not so great with other dogs, but, um, with people, I'm not worried, but I have had dogs that aren't good with people, mm-hmm. and that's a stress factor because you don't want like your dog to bite a kid or something like that, right? So, 
Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, good etiquette when it comes to... Good dog Especially, etiquette. like, I live in a condo, so elevators are always interesting, right? Because you get two dogs, you, you're, you're fine in, with the dog in the elevator, but then another dog comes in and that dog's not friendly, or your dog doesn't like that dog, and then... And the people don't like each other after if they start fighting, and it's you know it's a lot of drama sometimes. Right? There's a show, a reality <laughs> show where we just showcase dogs and elevators and people. Is there is there one? Already no, or I'm just I, saying maybe go. we could That's, make that. I mean, elevators are already a kind of like. I mean, in act, have you done some acting or have you done acting classes? I've, I've done acting classes. Okay, so like elevators are always an interesting uh, acting experiment, like when you're doing a class because. It's so awkward, right? Like, do you talk to the other person? You know they're there, but do you ignore them and all that stuff? So you already got, like, these weird things going on in an elevator, but then you throw in dogs into the mix. I think, you've, I think you're onto something. Yeah. We should, like, you should do your next, like, interview in an elevator if you can manage to pull it off. Well, we, <laughs> we, we probably have to pull the emergency thing yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, see, but then you'd have all the other pe- people coming in, and you could interact oh, with people. Oh, that's you know, interesting. And they, you sit down. They could, you know, for 10 floors, they could hang out with you and then get off. I'm, I'm bringing you on as the so. producer. <laughs> it seems yeah. that you have the Let's concept. Let's talk about it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you've gone from... Um, really immersing yourself in acting. You went to school for meteorology. Yes. Um, why? Well, I, um, so basically I had done student bodies. I was still, so we stopped student bodies. I was like my, in my mid twenties and I hadn't done university yet. Whereas, um, Mick, especially Mick Perlis, who played Victor and Jamie Elman, they had, they actually managed, sorry, your mic. Uh, they managed to do university while they were doing the show. And I was, that was always like something that I bothered me, that I was in my mid-20s and I still hadn't gone to university. So I took a, I didn't take a break from acting, but I, I applied to Ryerson University and the RTA program there. And uh, I actually got in. So, uh, so I went, I went to school. I went, I started there and it was always, it was interesting there too, because um, people were like, why are you, why are you here? Like... <laughs> Because, like, from their perspective, I'd already managed to kind of get into the industry. Right. But they didn't understand that there were other things I wanted. I, we, should, we should acknowledge the camera, too, right? No, 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 I mean, it's I, fine. I'm just, like, checking that it hasn't fallen it's over. There. It's still uh, there. Everyone's there who's um, watching For us. people that are watching. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, so I, I started university. I did, I did Ryerson. And in my last year, I had the opportunity to, um, to basically do an internship at the Weather Network. And uh, I got an on-call position there. And that introduced me to weather. I was surrounded by meteorologists. And um, what, the way it works there is they brief you on the weather. So they sit you down for 45 minutes before you go on national TV and talk about it for 10 minutes at a time sometimes. Back wow. then, there were 10-minute, like, six-minute segments where you just had to talk about weather. For six minutes? Yeah. So I'd never done – keep in mind, I'd never done um, – like, I'd done – scripted stuff but I'd never done like live TV or broadcasting I mean I'd done stuff at school I've done interviews and stuff but this was my so this was scary and um, anyway so I had a bit of bravado I think going into it as well like I thought oh you know like I'm okay in front of the camera yeah I've I've done this I've done this but trust me my first hits at the weather network were horrible Um, and uh, anyway so so that's what kind of opened me up to weather and I'm the kind of person where I want to know everything about what I'm doing and I wasn't a meteorologist at that point, obviously. And I would be asking these questions, and the meteorologist would be like, Ross, like, you don't need to know that. I mean, that's not what you need to know for your TV stuff. 
So they're like, why don't you go to school for this? And I'm like, oh, maybe I should. So I, I, I entered, um, I enrolled in a program called, well, it's a broadcast meteorology program at Mississippi State University. And I did that, and that's what kind of uh, got me started. I did, like, I, I did work as a journalist as well. Like, I worked at City TV in Calgary for a while, and I was a reporter there. But I did weather, too. Um, so I, I kind of explored that aspect of things. But I still consider myself a journalist because we, you know, weather can be fun, but weather can also be deadly. It can be serious. Um, and so we have to provide that context here. And you need to know, you need to have to a knowledge of journalistic principles and procedures and all that stuff. So, uh, and we do, we do stories as well. Like we do environmental stories and we do all kinds of stuff. So, so yeah, that's a long way to answer how I got into weather. I mean, it just kind of, you know, the weather network certainly sparked it. And then I've kind of, I've worked at a lot of different places since I worked at CBC, I worked at uh, CTV, and I've been here at Global now for uh, going on, well, it's over five years, so going on six years this summer, upcoming summer, yeah. Okay, I have to ask you this. As someone who works in weather, who reports on the weather, how does it feel to you that everyone always says that what they see on various different weather channels and the weather reporting is always wrong. People are always complaining, but the weather is always wrong. Yes. Please tell us why. Well, first off, I think that's a myth that we're always wrong. Okay. I think that um, I think that you know if you consider uh, how, first of all, the science, the accuracy has improved over the years, even like five years ago. Uh, we're pretty bang on when it comes to the next you know forty eight hours from you know the starting point. And yeah, seven days out, we can't predict exactly like a week from now, it will rain, you know, at between six and 7 a.m. and that's gonna be 10 millimeters. But we're improving certainly on pattern recognition and all that stuff. Um, but you know, one thing like, I I've heard this before, like it's the only job that you can still, you know, keep your job but be wrong, like, you know, whatever, 50% of the time or whatever they say. But a lot of people are, work in the prediction business, uh, you know, uh, economists, uh, we've got, you know, in sports, we've got commentators who predict what's going to happen. Right. We talk about how a series is going to unfold. So I think um, I think when it I think if you were to uh, Adam Stiles, who's the meteorologist at City TV, I recently saw he he did this blog about ten things not to not to. Maybe you should have read this before you talked to me, but <laughs> 10 things not to, you know, not to say to a meteorologist. Oh and my gosh, the, I'm no, so sorry. No, 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 it's okay because it's a good point. Like one of those things is that joke that, you know, pe you know people say, and trust me, I've come, people have said it to me many times. Um, but if you look at it, like the accuracy of what we do compared to some of these other people who predict things, I think you'd be surprised. So for people who are watching this on YouTube, <laughs> they'll notice that we've gone to a little bit of an are you afraid of yes. the dark theme. Well, I thought I would test your... You're you saying that you're not afraid of anything. Wow. So not that this is that scary. It's a little I, spooky. I can be scary, though. I mean, I can be so. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's a little more spooky, like you said. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So now with our new um, lighting setup, we're we're getting back to the to the weather. So yes. people should not ask meteorologists that question. And you know what? I ask because I hear it a lot. But you are pretty bang on with the weather. Thank for you. in 48 hours in 48 hours time yeah and, and you know like you mentioned apps as well like mm -hmm. that's the other thing with with apps is that um people have to keep in mind when they turn like if they have an app that they look to a lot and they say that app is wrong a lot of the time a human has hasn't even looked at that data it's just pure model data that's streaming through mm. that app and believe it or not humans are still needed when it comes to forecasting because that app is just using one model we look at several models to to make a forecast so 
that's the other thing. Like you can't just look at an app if it doesn't if it's not right, blame the entire weather community on 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 its failure, right? So that's another thing to keep in mind. So as a as a meteorologist, this is this is something interesting I think that you might be able to weigh in on. How is artificial intelligence going to play into how we predict the weather moving forward? That's interesting. Um, well, I I mean I think it all has to do with the models mm -hmm. and the models like when weather models started, you needed like an entire room like this to house, you know, the I mean they were the machinery involved in this computing was was crazy. Now we're getting better at these models. They're becoming higher in resolution, more exact. Um, but I still, I still think we're, we're we're certainly not five, ten years away from deleting uh, the the human in in, right. in the whole equation because the atmosphere is well. First of all, it's I mean, there's a massive area to talk about, and a lot of these models only sample portions of it. And there's the problem as well of one error. Like if a model makes an error for like early on in the run, then that's multiplied, and then that's why we sort of see different models mm -hmm. delivering different results because of some of those errors that happen initially. But the science is certainly improving. So, Interesting. Yeah. Now, uh, our, you know, the technology when it comes to how we deliver weather is improving. I think that, you know, 3D... Uh, and like a lot of studios now are, are using 3D and that's interesting too where you can see you know the weather like yep. you know literally see it and uh, there's so much so many things we can do but uh, hopefully there'll still be a need for meteorologists there will always be a need years or you know 20 years or whatever yes <laughs> so I used to be a journalist at a news organization yes. in South Africa and somehow people would phone the the phone number that they got for this news organization. I don't know where they would get this phone number from. And somehow they would get through to my direct line sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I would answer the phone and they would say, I'm getting married in June of next year. <laughs> Do you know what the weather is going to be? <laughs> and I would say, obviously, no. <laughs> How did you get my phone number? Has that ever happened to you? Uh, it has. It has happened to me. And what I tell people, uh, like in that case, is... You, there's no like there's no way we can predict that far off like six months we can again we know we have we have climate information we know when the rainiest periods are we know when the warmest periods are I can guarantee it won't be snowing on your wedding day in July um, you know but if you're in Toronto Calgary is a different story I think Calgary is one of those cities that's experienced snow like every month um, of the year but yeah no we can't we can't do that yet and, I, it, and it does it does it annoy me you know what? I, I just try to be zen about these things. Like, if someone, if someone, that's not the most annoying thing. What's Let's the most annoying way. thing? I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> uh, what is the most annoying thing? I think one of the most annoying things, is, well, it's a couple of things, being blamed for someone else's forecast. Like, oftentimes, again, we're grouped into one, one big pile when it comes to, you know, if, if there's a storm and I'm tweeting that there's only going to be five to 10 centimeters and other sources are not saying that, they tend to not realize that I was saying, I don't expect everyone to be able to access my forecast. Um, the other thing too is like, you'll tell someone a forecast, you'll explain to them what you think and all this, you know, like this, my family does this a lot. Like they'll ask me, okay, I'm going to the cottage, so what can I expect? And I'll spend like, you know, 20 minutes looking at stuff and telling them. And they'll be, and then I'll tell them all this stuff and they'll be like, oh, well, okay, well, we'll see what happens or something like that. 
Um, and to me, like, that's like, okay. Like, why did you ask? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, so, you know, little things like that uh, can get a little annoying, but it never really, like, I'm not enraged over these things. I'm, I, I, you get used to it. So it just kind of, you know, comes with the territory. I love it. All right, so we're gearing up for the end, and I have a game I like to play at the yes, end. Yes, I've heard about this game. It's called Tinder, DMs, or Song Lyrics. Um, and I'm going to read you. It's pretty self-explanatory. Yes. Tinder, DMs, right. or Song Lyrics. Now, what what uh, is there a specific genre of, of, like, are we talking a certain time that these songs, or, like, we're, these are, like, they could date back, this could be some retro stuff, or, okay. Yeah, right. it could be, could be from any time. Um, but we know the Tinder messages are like the last Tinder messages. five years. So, How long has Tinder yeah, been around? Like I, five, five, I think about five, not 10 years. Not, not 10 years yet. I think about five not a years. Not Tinder yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One whole decade. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, are you ready? I hope. Okay. I, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, come back, baby, please. Well, there has to be a song of some sort that had that as the title. So I'm going to go with uh, a song. Song. All right. Yep. Right. It's okay. Mariah Carey. We, we yes, belong together. Of course. Yes. All right. So these are lyrics from the song. Lyrics, All right. not okay, the okay, title. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Ready? All right. You are genuinely beautiful without a doubt. Oh, boy. Um, I say not the most original of lyrics, uh, but I'd say Tinder. Tinder. Yeah. Yep, Tinder. My world is a better place because of you. Um, I don't know. I, I, for some reason, Whitney Houston came to mind, but I don't know. Like, uh, lyrics, I'd say. Yeah, it's Celine Dion. Celine Dion, okay. Yeah. All right. So, diva. Yeah, there right, you go. Yes. I see truth somewhere in your eyes. <laughs> Um, well, that's a tough one. I just feel like we've going, we've been going Tinder, lyric, Tinder, lyric. So would we go lyric? We go Tinder again? I'm going to go Tinder. It's lyric. It is lyric. Okay. It's mirrors. Just, Justin Timberlake. So it is, it was, oh, that was a lyric. That was a lyric. lyric. Okay. There you go. All right. Uh, Justin Timberlake is not messaging me on Tinder. Oh, he's not. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> I wish. I mean, all right. <laughs> I don't have a Chinese visa. Um, Tinder. That's definitely Tinder. Yes. You're the only one I see. Hmm. Easily Tinder, but lyric, I would say. Lyric, Beyonce. Yes. yes. And bitches love watermelon. <laughs> uh, should I know that lyric? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's say lyric. It was Tinder. Tinder. Oh man. I oh, don't well. know why Kyle was saying that bitches love watermelon. But <laughs> and this is your Tinder. This is my Tinder. Wow. Um, full disclosure. Yes. I haven't gone on there in a long time, so there are like a little bit of old messages. Right. And now I swipe just for content for the podcast. Oh, you do. Okay. So right. that's kind of mean, well, I guess. Well. Like, you know, if you egg them on a little bit, that may be, uh, you know, like you try to... Just get the most ridiculous, get the most ridiculous things exactly, out of yes, them. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a fun pastime. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Well, I didn't. How did I do? What's the scoring here? You did pretty good. I'm really bad at keeping scores, so you did pretty good. <laughs> okay. You got right. two wrong. I got two wrong. Yeah, you got the Justin uh, how many? Was it Timberlake. It was seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. So, so not, not, bad. Bad. not bad. A pass. Not bad. Yeah, first tr- first you, time around. You passed yes. on the first try. Yeah. So swipe left. Left is no. Oh, so, so swipe right on my Wait. abilities. Is it? I, that's how long it's I been. Don't, since I don't I'm use gone. Tinder, so yeah. So, um, yeah. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> it is, yeah, left. Is, Swipe is, is, a, is, is no. bad. Is it something you're not interested right. in? Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Ross, thank okay. you so much for being on the podcast. It's been so much fun. I have wanted to meet you since I was just a small child. So <laughs> here we are. Yeah. Um, it's called the Gen Follow, so let everyone know who's listening and watching how they can follow you. They can follow me uh, at that guy Ross H is my Instagram, and at Ross underscore Hall is my Twitter account, and I think my Facebook is just my name, so you can find me that way. Awesome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you for having me in the weather... What's it called? The weather... The weather center. Center. Hopefully it wasn't too scary for you. No, I know. It wasn't. One more (laughs) light off, and I would be like, I'm sorry, I got to (laughs) go.